Hey there, this is Cole. I hate to say this, but we did not get Phil's recording on this one. For some reason, it didn't uh, save it to the archives, so I ended up cutting out most of the episode, but I figured rather than just throwing it away, I'd uh, salvage what I could and post it, so hopefully it's a little bit enjoyable. Welcome to The Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. We slum it hard so you don't have to. I'm Aaron. I'm Cole. Got a great show planned for all of you hooligans tonight. You're roboting hard, Aaron. Tell your wife to stop streaming Netflix. My wife's not even here, dude. My wife. She's. It's probably my live stream that's actually eating up my. Yeah, so cut it off. I gotta go, guys. The slave drivers have spoken. Peace. This is my most comment on live video yet. All right, I turned it off. Should we start over? No. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right. This episode of the Gear Slum is brought to you by Resumeby. Finding a job is hard work. From courting potential employers to working on your people skills to putting on pants, there's no shortcuts to success. But how do you showcase your talents to someone you never met? What's the best way to describe your time as a night clerk at the blood bank? How do you let hiring managers know you're both talented and attractive? One of the most stressful parts of any job search has always been writing a resume. Until now. Resumeby takes the guesswork out of writing your resume. Their patented phrenology software makes the whole process a breeze. And here's how it works. Once you activate your account, Resumeby will send you one of their in-home scanners to use. You simply insert your head and let the robotic hands get to work. They feel around, touch your skull, touch your face, and they use that information to discover important character traits you never even knew you possessed. Resumeby then runs your scans through their high-tech algorithm, which writes a resume for you. Never again will you have to worry about employers knowing the real you. Resumeby takes your inherent character traits and puts them into jargon employers will understand. I got my scan back, and I found out that I'm a go-getter, a team player, a hard worker, and I have a built-in desire to please my boss. Resumeby. It's the resume that tells you who to be. Head over to resumeb.com today and use the code SLUMSCHOOL for a special gift with purchase. I went through and did my profile, and the only thing it said was that my uh, biggest weakness was that I care too much and I work too hard. Um, did you cut your heart open to figure that out? <laughs> we I cut my life into pieces. I care too much. I have a bone to pick with the freaking United States Postal Service. I hate them so much. So as we know, We'll talk about Otter Day maybe later, but the other day was Otter Day. And in honor of Otter Day, I bought a killer otter, electric, party animal, in the special Pinko, Shell Pinko edition, which um, Cole and I actually workshopped with Matt Waltz. Um, I don't know if we're supposed to take credit for that, but I'm going to. Anyway, I I ordered it. it 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 was Aaron and Matt who sort of workshopped it together. I yeah, I don't know. A, I'm so used to lucky bystanders that I always just give him credit just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, I ordered it on Tuesday night and he shipped it out Wednesday morning and it was supposed to come on Friday. 
Friday, obviously, is I just have class in the morning and then I'm off all day. Well, actually, Friday ended up being a busy day for me. But anyway, it's supposed to come Friday morning. So I got home at 10 a.m. and the mail usually comes at like 10, 15. I was waiting for it. It said out for delivery. I was stoked. I was planning to do an unboxing video, do a live stream, all that stuff. It didn't come. Um, I thought maybe it was going to come later. So I waited at like 3 o'clock. I checked again. Um, kept looking 5, 6, 8 p.m. I finally assumed at 8 p.m. that it wasn't coming that day. Saturday morning, I'm like, it's going to come Saturday morning. All right. It just got here at a weird time. It'll be here tomorrow. I wake up. I check the tracking. It says information not updated <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Tracking info yeah. not updated. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll go to the post office a little bit later if it doesn't come like around regular mail time. And then it didn't. And then I realized that the post office closes at noon on Saturday. Well, I thought it closed at one. So I couldn't go on Saturday. So I'm like, I'll wait till Monday morning. Monday morning comes around, which was today. I go out when I get off class between my classes that I teach. I got home. I check. It's not there. I'm like, maybe it'll come later. It doesn't. I go to the post office and I say, hey, where's my package? The dude asks me, oh, how big is it? I'm like, dude, I don't know because I didn't get it. Are you stupid? <laughs> He's like asking me what it looks like and stuff. I'm like, I have, don't know. You at least know. At least know approximately how big. Yeah, it is. I did, but I felt like being a jerk to him, so I said I don't know. <laughs> um, so anyway, he's like, "Oh well, um, this is the the supervisor, by the way." He's like, uh, "Well, the guy who who drives your route, your normal driver, is he's off today, so we'll have to call you back in the morning." So that's where we're at. Meanwhile, what is that? Like, why why would one individual hold the key to where this package is? I don't know. They're like, he said, he's like, "We'll gotta wait till he comes in tomorrow and see what he remembers." I'm like, what's he gonna remember? <laughs> uh, he either did or didn't deliver it, and he clearly didn't deliver it. I was like, did he like hide it somewhere? Is that what he's supposed to remember? What's your special hiding space where you put undelivered packages? Yeah, like he he had to. It's not <laughs> like he took his mail truck home at the end of the day with all the extra mail in the back. I know. He said he was band was going on tour. Meanwhile, Matt is also talking to USPS and trying to get it from there. And so they're supposed to call him back and they're supposed to call me back. So we'll see. I'm very upset about it. I'm at the point now where like I've been upset for so long that I'm just kind of like in stasis. It doesn't really bother me right now. But when I think about it, it makes me very upset. So so I was on the phone with, with USPS for an hour today too, trying to track down. I don't know if any of the uh, viewers who are watching at home can remember when I bought that Squire neck that had the painted headstock. So... So the guy, the guy bought this neck and it, and to get reverb protection, like to get seller protection, you have to have a signature required on it. It was supposed to, it was like out for delivery and said it couldn't be delivered back in September or maybe it was August 3rd. It's been a while. It's been a while. Wow. And, uh, he, he, the first message he sent me was, like a month later, and I wasn't like tracking it because it wasn't mine. You know, I, I assumed it had been delivered because I didn't hear anything. And he sent me a message like a month later saying, hey, did they send that neck back to you yet? I was like, what? <laughs> what are you even talking about? And it, yeah, and it's like, so I went and tracked it. And it's like, well, it says it's waiting for you to schedule a redelivery. Did you call him? And he's like, well, I never really had time and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this, how is this my problem? And, and, uh, and then finally he was like, uh, 
I, I, maybe I'll go look up the message. Did I already talk about this on the podcast? Okay. I feel like I've heard it several times. Shut up, Aaron. The, yeah, I, I just love the one the one thing you said. Uh, I have purchased probably 200 items in the past. Oh, oh, so I was like, I said, you need to sign for it. You have to, you have to do that if you want seller protection, blah, blah, blah. You need to call and have them reschedule it. He said, I have purchased probably 200 items in the past few years and no less than 50 have been left in the mailroom. Not a single time has a signature ever been needed. Like, okay, I don't know why that's relevant. And he said, uh, I, <laughs> I purchased this neck. I paid. I didn't get it. I have tried and tried to get anywhere with UPS, which it was USPS, first of all, and they are not responding. I didn't pay to have it shipped. I paid to receive. <laughs> I paid to receive. I paid to receive. And it's like, so I were you expecting, Don't give me my neck. Are you like expecting me to hand deliver this? So finally, which I think is what he was going for all along. Um, if I'd like Give you to reach my out money back you. Yeah. So he's like, I'd like you to reach out to USPS and, and tell them. Forget to give me back my black t-shirt. People don't want to come out right away and say, Hey, give me my money back. But finally he was like, I'd like you to get in touch with USPS and tell them that it's not been delivered Two people doing it. Is certainly better than one, which by the way, I'm pretty sure he's never even tried to contact him. He's just like, I don't know. He's just 80 years old and doesn't know how to use a phone even. <laughs> if not, I'd just like a refund. And that's when I was like, put on the brakes. I contacted Reverb and they said they were going to take care of it because they were technically the shipper because I bought the label through them. But then they call me back and were like, yeah, you need to get in touch with, with USPS. So I was on I was on hold for an hour. Yeah, which I was kind of pissed off about because it's like I don't have any proof that this guy has even tried to get it. Like this isn't my problem that he needs and and he was like, yeah, the reverb guy was like, yeah, I talked to him and he's really anxious to get it. And I was like, well, he's not anxious enough to freaking call the post office and find out where this thing is. It's his package. Anyway, go so, down there and give them the slip. Yeah, it's like, like they don't send it they, anywhere. They, they left it. a thing. They left a thing on your door. Yeah. And he was like, I was told they were going to send it back to you. Did you get it back? And it's like, no, that's not how this works, dude. Like they still have it and you need to go get it. Like, why is this so difficult to understand? Yeah, your signature is not the one we need. So who knows? They luckily with the seller protection, like I know that I have to refund him. They don't take any money from me. It just comes out of whatever reverb, you know, whatever bucket that all the seller protection fees go into. So I apparently I need to be the whoever sent the package is the one who has to initiate a search on it. I don't know. I know it well, is. Yeah, it is it, weird. It kind of does because I think he can initiate it too. Like it's yeah, it's never been in their possession. It was in your possession, and then USPS. So you have to like, I don't know. It doesn't technically yeah. go over to the person until it's delivered. Yeah, because that's the same thing I'm in. Like right now, I know Matt called USPS to look on into it too, and they opened up a claim with him. Yeah. As like the there's shipper. only there's only so much you can do as the receiver. That's some of the reverb drama. But luckily, I don't always pay for seller protection. But this was like this was a guitar neck, so it's kind of a big package, and it was. I was worried about the guy not liking the finish on it because it, it had been finished. You know, the headstock had been painted after the fact, mm. so I sold it as is. But I still just did the seller protection just to make sure like nothing screwy could happen. What a fool! So I'm glad I did, obviously, but. But yeah, it's like they try to deliver it once and you just never followed up. And that's and it's been two months. Like, come on, man. Seriously. And 
People are idiots. Oh my gosh. So I'm over it. I'm over that dude. I hate him. I know, honestly. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. And and every and people people go so quickly to just being a jerk in situations like that. Right. Like they're just immediately combative and you know, hostile. Like I don't like to talk. I don't like to talk to anybody, to be quite honest. Like, if all of my interactions could be in text form, I would be okay with that. Dude, I have I this friend. Like, I don't even like talking to you guys older. right now. I have this friend who's older, and he always wants to call. He never wants to text me. Dude. So I'll text him, and he'll call me. Dude, that is the like, worst. Bro. That is like a terrorist Just act text in my mind. <laughs> Why didn't you answer my text? It's like... With the text. It's like it's like when someone goes in for a handshake and you go to kiss them on the mouth. It's like those are two. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to escalate it to another league of communication here. It's like if I go to the post office and send you a letter and I come home and you're naked in my bed. So we were going to talk about all the new gear that came out. I think we were all talking at the same time. Should we try that again? Yeah, there's a so ton of it. So maybe we should time. save some so of it TC for the next episode and then talk about some of it now. But the rest of it on the next episode. Strymon. I mean, we have two episodes, so we'll talk about one now, and then the next one next time. Hey, let's talk about let's talk about something else first, though. I, first, I want to say thank on, you to Christopher Brewer, the guy that everyone loves to love, Mister <laughs> Congeniality. He's Mister Congeniality. He's the nice, gets along with everyone. Um, <laughs> that's his thing. So he's known for he's known for. Yeah, he's everybody's buddy. He kind of minds his own business. He doesn't really butt in with opinions very often. Um, great guy. <laughs> anyway, I he hooked me up with this with a uh, an IEC adapter for my pedal board, and um, in the package he included a copy of a DVD copy of Young Guns Two. Um, which, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so he has that that podcast, Less Than or Sequel Two, um, and I've been trying to get them to do that movie for months. Um, so he sent it to me. I don't know if that means we will, or that means we never will. By the um, way, first of all, Chris, <laughs> but I already have a copy of young guns too, but that doesn't mean that I'm like any less impressed by the gift. But first of all, Chris, I, you're welcome for the bump that we just gave you in listenership. Oh, our thousands of listeners just shouting out less than or sequel to less than or sequel to, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I like Chris. We're we're very yeah. we're very similar. I don't think he actually listens to this podcast, but we'll see. Sometimes we're on depends, he doesn't. Sometimes we're on opposite ends of the uh the uh, aisle, but we're <laughs> we have very similar approaches to social media, I think. So last they're, Monday they're friends of the show. Sixty cycle hum is what we're friends talking about. Friends of the about. show, sixty cycle hum, the guitar podcast released an episode <laughs> in which they reviewed a cable from a company owned by a person who was in a group of other people at one point got kicked out of that group of people joined another group of people anyway this person's name is captain Payne. his company is called audio envy and his product was a cable apparently reports state that captain is his given name no, that's a lie. But the weird thing is, I went to his website because he's <laughs> he's a residential. I'm just saying, that's what I've heard. He's a residential AV installer, which is in some. They're kind of the bane of my existence because 
they're used to doing these tiny little projects and then they try to come bid on the projects that I design and they always screw them up. Um, so I kind of have a chip on my shoulder for residential AV guys anyways, but I went to his website and he does not mention his name anywhere on his website, which is so weird. Even there's even a paragraph that's like the owner and founder did X, Y, and Z. And it's like, why, why would somebody who's trying to advertise themselves not want to use their name? It's just so weird to me. Uh, at any rate, so I think Captain Pain is his amateur wrestling name. Yeah, I mean it's a good, it's a good wrestling. You're name. gonna like, meet the captain. On. You're gonna feel some pain. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, nobody's arguing with the <laughs> with the validity of that as a wrestling name. So anyway, as a result of this, the dude went insane. Right, he made them like literally, put a disclaimer but in like the literally lost his mind <laughs> and then freaked out. Um, you can listen to their podcast for all the details, but in the their no, Facebook actually, group, we're actually just going to upload the episode insane. to our feed. It went insane. People were like fighting with this dude. People were live streaming responses to the review or to his review of Six Cycle Hum review. It was nuts. It was pure chaos for the whole day. I lost my mind and started posting random the worst memes I could find or make. <laughs> um, Jamie, first of all, should handle it. I got to give a shout out to Jamie Davis because I think I don't even know if he posted the pig poop picture all day. <laughs> he which, didn't, which he I, withheld. He saved that so much for our group. I know, which, yeah, thank. Well, maybe not thanks for that aspect, but uh, but I was I was That's proud great. of him. I was proud of the restraint. But <laughs> yeah, it was so- <laughs> it was kind of the perfect storm because, it like, was. first of all, 60 cycle hum is not the place to come and pedal your like high end snake oil gear. You know, it's like the opposite right. of that. Yeah. But then his disclaimer was basically calling out Ryan and Steve, which is like all of us like Ryan and Steve and we know that they do good work and you know, they make a great yeah. podcast. Now so it was kind of this like perfect storm to where everybody wanted to come out and defend them and also call this guy an idiot, you know? Yeah, it's not like this yeah. is on CNN yeah. where it's like two talking heads going back and forth. It's like you are completely in their bulk, you know, their court or whatever. And and the fact that he thought that that would have any kind of positive outcome is ridiculous to me. Like the fact that he is that tone deaf that he would think that there is any positive outcome out of that. Ridiculous. Yeah. He's. <laughs> Oh, not regular deaf God. he's just only deaf to sounds he sounds deaf exactly he's deaf to sounds um <laughs> he sounds deaf he does sound deaf i don't know what but that it means. was that sounds really offensive and i apologize so then another crazy part and i don't know how much of this we should talk about but he still wasn't happy with even with his disclaimer in there and he yeah yeah, yeah, well, they really started. they just released today like a new version of it where they cut a lot of things out. <laughs> yeah, um, but like they in such a way, the content in such a way that will yeah. not make him look good. Like it's not. <laughs> no. no, no, no. But, but I mean, but it's like Donald Trump. It's no, like, but again, they're making it's me look still bad, in there. But yeah, they're just playing back what you said. It's still in their ball court. Like it, it's still is ball court a thing? I keep wanting to say that, and that sound I sound like an idiot saying it, but. No, the saying is the ball is in their court. <laughs> no, it's still in their ball court. I like the that. I'm stick with that here. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's like you say it's in my ball court. It's still yeah. in your court balls. So court balls I, is like when you're going to court and you get like 
that last boost of energy, like confidence. Those are your court balls. Yeah. It's like it's like drunk muscles. I object. So now so that, that I'm not in jury duty anymore, I can talk about it. And I, the last thing I want to talk about is jury duty, but it was so boring. But they have, the objections are way less cool in actual court. That I bet they are. I bet everything is Just less so exciting know. in actual court. Literally everything is less exciting in actual court. <laughs> but but honestly, this Captain Payne guy. <laughs> so, on the day of closing arguments, they all all the lawyers wore their red power ties. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> So stupid. You know, they all had like the same. They had like the same professor at law school who, who yeah. told them that. Gotta wear your red power tie Jeez. for closing arguments. It was Honestly, funny. this guy, this guy flamed out. He flamed out in a way Absolutely. that nobody ever has. So like, he blocked Ryan, which is hilarious because <laughs> when you're in a group where someone else is the admin, they even if you block him, they can see all your posts. Um, so he blocked Ryan. And and just started going crazy on the group. So like even Bendy, who's one of the more famous sort of uh, rage quitters, I guess. Bendy Benderson. Uh, he never he never attacked like the podcast at all. It was always like he was just kind of weird and like went way too overboard and was making promises that he couldn't keep type of thing. But he was never like attacking anyone. But it was like and and then we had like in the group and started. Saying like, oh, I could tell a difference, and it's like, seriously, lady, yeah, it's like <laughs> you have Payne's a financial, you have a financial interest in this, and <laughs> and Steve, I I think it was Steve that called her out. One of them did, and she was like, no, I feel like I can give an unbiased opinion, like, it, and that was well, whatever. We won't get into that, but his his grammar was just deplorable. <laughs> he basically checked all the boxes that make someone hate you on the internet. That's the weird, like, we had the same conversation about Bendy. Like, is he truly the greatest troll of all? I think he is. But Bendy actually has amps. Like, they, he actually sent them a Wang's amp, you know? Right. Like, this guy could just be rebooting cables, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, to me, is that the review that they did, while he hated it, is the only kind of review that could possibly get members of that group interested in that cable like it totally. was the perfect review for that group that would have gotten people to buy that cable and then he yeah. just undid all of it like if he had just let the review stand on its own like you were saying phil some people would have bought it because they think oh i have a better ear and some people would have bought it because they even talked about like oh it seems like a really rugged cable and like some people would have bought it just on that alone saying like oh if it mm -hmm. sounds at least as good and it and it feels 10 times better than like What's yeah. 40 bucks on a cable if I spend $2,000 on a guitar? Who cares, you know? Yep. And it's like, so yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it cracks me up because he just dug his... And that's how everyone does it. They always dig their own grave, you know? Um, But he just went so... He just went, you know, full out the whole time, right from the beginning. And that's the crazy thing. <laughs> so like Bendy, like Bendy, you see where he's coming. It, like he he makes total sense to me. He's just like, and, and he even knows it. Like he's at least somewhat self-aware. He's like, yeah, I'm always kind of a jerk online. And you know, some people don't like it, but that's okay. And, uh, but yeah, this guy was just, I think like, just he so, really was just he's like so paranoid. Up. He thinks everyone's out to get him. And like, he has this brand to protect and he's going to do so, but he should be at any cost. Like, the reason, 
the reason he's paranoid is because he knows it's BS. Yeah. Like he knows that he's selling snake but oil. But it's completely if he thought... counterintuitive. Like everything he does makes it worse instead of better. Oh yeah, exactly. But that's, I mean, that's that's how it always is. You he's know? literally People... he's literally just running around yelling, "Pay no mind to the man behind the curtain." Like that's yeah, bullshit. exactly. He literally was saying that <laughs> behind the digital uh, podcast curtain. Yeah. Oh my god. What a fool. And it, it, it was. <laughs> It was such a like it just happened so quickly because it was on the podcast. I think that's part of it because so many people listen to the podcast that don't spend that much time on the group. Yeah. So so when Bendy was only ever in the group, you know, it only hits a small percentage of people. But there were people commenting on on some of those threads who I've never seen in the group, you know. Yeah. Who are just lurkers or they show up once a week or whatever. And it's like, yeah, what it turns out when you record something on the podcast, making fun of the hosts, insulting the hosts, like that gets a lot of people to come out of the woodwork and, and defend them. You know, it's polarizing, you know, it's polarizing everyone. It polarizes everyone in the same direction. So maybe polarizing isn't the right word. But yes, it's it elicits a strong reaction, you know. Yeah, because they have 1500 members in that group. So, I mean, you think about it, there's probably only, you know, less than 100 people who are on there regularly. So you know, there are a ton of people who, who could jump in at any time and, you know, start to comment. So Aaron, yo, that's where it started. Where, where did the Otter Day thing come from? So, yeah, so that's how it started. And then Ryan was obviously like over it, frustrated. So can we talk about, he meant to say other stuff tomorrow, but he (laughs) Otter stuff tomorrow. And everyone was like, maybe otter things. Oh I don't know. Stuff or things. <laughs> matters. But so, so of course, the people in that group jumped on that. So then he made a post, like a poll. The people in that group, <laughs> meaning you. Meaning mostly. I. Meaning I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see it until he made the, po- the poll actually later that said, yeah, yeah. What should we talk about? But anyway, so we all had fun the next day posting otter memes um i don't know if people got mine (laughs) but i posted pictures of otters with with made up facts about them um that sounded real but were not real um one was about how they reproduce asexually um kind of like spore they spore like a fern um and the other one had something to do with with their poison that had hallucinogenic properties um their poisonous saliva um (laughs) anyway and even that was like too much. I think people went overboard. They were so yeah. like fed up with the other thing that it went overboard. And by the end of that day, I was like exhausted mentally. <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the best. So rough. And of course, the best memes, as always, came from Matt Waltz, which I don't like. He he genuinely has a talent for memes. He does. He is a skilled. And man. he doesn't make he doesn't make a ton. Like he. Yeah, he he. No, but he, they're always perfect. They're always quality. Yeah. So. Dude, yeah, that the, best ones, the best ones. The best ones come from Matt Waltz. And that that even took me a second <laughs> too, because I was like, because I was like, oh, a, a ferret. I get it, pico ferret. And then I was like, oh, he's eating pico. <laughs> <laughs> pico. Like it was even it was even funny to me without realizing that that was pico. But yeah, that it was, was funny. that was great. <laughs> 
was one of the best ones. Oh, and then, yeah. and then I was kind of disappointed. I I took a video at the zoo. I stood in front of this uh, otter cage for like five minutes, and I didn't want to live stream because I wasn't sure if it was ever going to come out of its house. But if I, uh, but and, and so I kept starting and stopping and restarting the video so it wouldn't be too big to upload, you know. And eventually, mm-hmm. it did pop its head out and stuff. So I uploaded it. But uh, in my mind, it was like, oh man, if I have, if I had live streamed that. And there were like a bunch of people in there watching it when it came out. That would have been amazing, but it probably wouldn't have been. <laughs> probably not. In my in my head, it was amazing, though. <laughs> Trust me. It's hard to get people to care about things. It is. But Ryan Ryan commented on it, and that was enough. <laughs> I feel like that is like all that matters in this episode. Like we can't even talk about real stuff now. <laughs> I know, honestly. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can talk about other things. Um, here's my, here was my, this, okay, this legitimately made me mad for no real, no good reason. Like people kept posting like river otters and I hate river otters. They're so ugly. Like they look like, they look like, why do you have an opinion about otters? Because I love sea otters, but only sea otters. I hate all other otters. They're so gross. Okay. I'll admit that I didn't know there was a difference. So the, like. The slick, like, weasel-looking ones uh, are, like, otters, like, river otters, freshwater otters. The sea otters are, like, yeah. fluffy and cute and, like, oh yeah, not weaselly. They look like... Yeah, go ahead. So you just don't like, you just don't like greasy hair is what you're saying. Yeah. The, it, the it sea really otters is just are like super a... chill-looking, and they have, like... <laughs> <laughs> They're total chillers. They have, like, multi... They have, like, multiple-colored like they have like it looks like they have like highlights oh, and yeah, like they they've do. been out in the yeah. sun and they lay on their back and they roll around in the kelp they like tie themselves to the kelp did you know so this? you just want you just want them to have highlighted hair and for the hair to not to be greasy that's really what this comes yeah, down so to. so sea otters sea otters listen to this this is a good information sea otters they sleep on their that's backs right so what they do is they wrap themselves in the kelp so that they don't float away from their home when they're asleep. That is pretty cute. Aaron, and I'll give you that. They pick up rocks and they lay the rock on their belly. Yeah, and then they like And they get like it. clams and stuff and they slam the clam <laughs> on the rock, <laughs> on the belly rock. They slam it, slam and it on the belly rock. Then they hey, eat y'all. the clam. <laughs> y'all slamming and clamming. <laughs> but are you making a deal on something that you're selling? Yeah. Well, I'm just giving it away. Someone, someone needed a gig bag, and I have this crappy old base gig bag just laying around. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give it to him. The BS. So, how about how about I do an update on uh, on that Dodd flip, the DOD flip, and then we can call yeah it. do that. Let's do it. Let's hear it. So first of all, I bought all those DOD pedals. I think I talked about it on our podcast. It was one of the ad episode the week. Yeah, we talked about it last week, week with um, Paul. Yeah. So I'm up to. Dang, I should have. I should have had my spreadsheet open, but I just sold. There was that analog drum machine that the guy th- just like threw in at the last second. Um, that ended up being worth like if I had the box and everything, I could have sold it for over a hundred bucks. Um, but I sold it to some kid today for fifty bucks, and then I sold that big old bass multi effects unit for twenty mm-hmm. bucks. So I'm up to I'm up to two thirty, and I still have like six of the pedals left. And the and the pedal board thing, which I'm hoping someone will buy. I don't know if anyone will though. 
So I'm sitting, I'm sitting pretty on that. But then there was this guy that was moving and he listed this Mexican strat. And maybe I talked about this too, because it, it happened last week. Um, so he was selling this Mexican strat for 150 bucks. So I went and picked it up and he had this amp. I, I got this crappy solid state amp with it. You're the, you know, that's relatively decent solid state amp with it. Uh huh. And I ended, I ended up listing it on Saturday. In the meantime, I'd gotten that Troy Van Leeuwen Jazzmaster. Um, right, which you just bought off decent, Reverb, right? Yeah, for like a decent deal um, on Reverb. You know, it was like 800 bucks. So it was like below the average price, but not crazy. Mm. Um, and I was really excited to get it. I like the look of it and everything. But I've had a, I had a Jay Mascus Jazzmaster before, and I kind of regretted selling it. Um, and then I got this Troy Van Leeuwen one and I, I played it all night at band practice on Friday and I just like, I liked it, but the, the neck is just very different. It has vintage frets and, and, you know, a tight, it's like 7.25 inch radius fretboard and, um, really glossy and I just wasn't really feeling it. And, and I was kind of, so the next day I started looking for, for J Mascus jazz masters, even though they're a lot cheaper. Um, and I listed that strat for sale and this guy messaged me and was like, Hey, are you open to trades? And I was like, yeah, whatever. What do you have? He's like, well, I have a J Mascus jazz master. And I was like, Oh, well, as luck would have it, I do kind of want one of those. So I ended up the strat and the amp, which I got for 210 bucks for the, for the jazz master and Achille caverns, which have either of you guys ever played that before? I haven't played it. I've only played one Keeley cable before. Kind of like a dispatch master it has it's like an analog delay and reverb in the same relatively okay. small box you know are those tiny knobs you posted a picture of those tiny knobs normal yeah it comes with that and then it comes with extra knobs you can put on top of it oh, um i don't know if it's because there's so many knobs on it that they do that yeah. um yeah i don't know i don't know what the deal is with that but um but yeah so i'm pretty stoked i uh, so even though I just barely bought it, I'll probably end up selling the Troy Van Leeuwen Jazzmaster and keeping the J Mascus one. Um, and I might even keep that Keeley pedal. We'll see. It's it's a cool pedal. I like the sound of it and everything. Um, I had um, one so. of their pedals seem really high quality. I've had it. I liked a lot, but I sold it. But but it felt really nice and it sounded good. Too. Yeah, I think I've always heard good stuff about about Keeley pedals. I've, it, it's interesting that they haven't like, I kind of put him in the same ballpark as JHS, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause they both kind of started out modding pedals right before they were making their own. Yeah, I think but so. It seems like JHS is a lot more popular than Keeley. JHS is, seems more popular, but Keeley is like, I think a lot of like pedal makers look up to Keeley. Like he's kind of the yeah. godfather of the boutique scene. And maybe it's just because we we tend to see more of the praise and worship side than yeah than other that might be true too. Where JHS might have more traction in that in that world, but at any rate, yeah. but it's a cool pedal. And Keely so, has I mean, a well, JHS has too, but Keely has a ton of pedals. Like at any given time, they're always releasing new stuff and like discontinuing stuff. And oh, really? Okay. How many, how, yeah, their their lineup is huge. Yeah, I've. I mean, I'm honestly impressed with it. it. It seems really solid, and it's a, it's a nice form factor. 
it has top it's a it's a kind of a standard small like a single pedal you know compact uh-huh. pedal but it has top jacks which um i don't it won't fit as well on my board because i like those pancake plugs and when the when the jacks are too close to each other they don't work oh right um but but depending on how i put it on the board it might fit better you know um yeah oh, those Anyways, jacks are fun. like right next to each other yeah which is kind of a which is kind of a problem um okay so yeah that's about it yeah that's a good app hey phil thanks for friendship thanks for friendship uh and thanks and thanks to our anonymous giver (laughs) (laughs) yes thanks for a friendship yeah thanks for nothing thanks to our anonymous giver Thanks to Phil's car battery. Uh, Phil.